Hey babes, welcome to Align by Design. I am Amy Elizabeth and together with Liz Coyles, we are Align by Design. We are bringing you human design in a way you've never experienced it before. We take you through the unsexy process of alignment so that you can tap into another level of sexy you didn't even know existed yet, all by becoming the most authentic you. We desire each of you to own your power so that you can fully experience the flow, the ease, the integrity, and the undeniable magnetism and sexiness that alignment brings so that you can create the impact your soul really desires and the income that's abundantly available to you. Let's dive in. Hi guys, welcome back to Align by Design. It is Amy Elizabeth and I am so honored because I am doing a guest interview today. So with us today, we have the beautiful Sarah Renee, who is a 2-4 sacral generator. And we're gonna be talking all about her, her experience. She's very gifted in the spiritual realm. She's an author. She provides incredible insight in both private group sessions and spiritual mentorship. And she connects with the afterlife angels and guides and others in just experiences beyond what we see, hear, and understand. So we thought it would be a beautiful conversation today to be able to tie in the the science, the, the facts of human design, along with the energetic and spiritual side and how they beautifully tie together and come into unity. So thank you so much, Sarah, for being here. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. I love this. <laughs> yeah. So exciting. So do you want to tell us a little bit about you and your work? I mean, my intro just is the intro, like let's get into who you are, <laughs> your upbringing, what brought you to this kind of work. And um, I'll just kind of pop in with HD info as it is glares in my face and then we can kind of dive deeper. Yeah. So you know, it's funny. It's like growing up, I kind of had the typical medium experiences that you hear us all talk about of like, I was very afraid when I was little in, in one of my earlier homes, like I couldn't sleep alone because I felt a lot of darkness trying to get me. And so I was very, like, I was just constantly in fear because of my abilities. And I think my parents just thought, oh, it's like normal nightmares or like normal imagination stuff. Um, and then, you know, growing up that kind of like eased off a little bit, you know, like most children, but then like middle school, high school age was still, I would know things that I shouldn't know. I'd know when somebody was going to like get in trouble or be sick or when something was going to happen or like I'd see spirits kind of around people, you know, and I hadn't developed it obviously yet. So it wasn't reliable, but I was always, you know, pretty accurate. Like I'd know when somebody was lying, like those types of things. And so it really freaked me out. And I dove into drugs and alcohol to kind of just numb it and try to make myself appear to be normal. And then when I was 18, I went to a, a medium astrologer. And it's funny because she looked at my astrology chart. And from that, combined with her mediumship, she's like, you know, you have mediumship abilities um, and, you know, can choose to develop this to help people. Um, and so I went in, that was at a time when a lot of the medium shows where they were like solving murders were 
really popular and like um I think because of my addiction history right like I I had this kind of inclination towards more um like crime and <laughs> crime solving and then that totally backfired because I just dove in like without boundaries without mm-hmm. knowing what I was doing and freaked myself out again and then disconnected again and was like nope I'm not going to do this like I'm just going to go be normal and get a normal job and (laughs) be a normal person and um, then in my mid-20s I moved from Arizona to San Diego and that was really a huge shift for me I think being by the ocean being Mm -hmm. by water really helped me a lot Um, I went into yoga teacher training and that really changed things for me in, in the sense of like creating a strong foundation, teaching me boundaries, opening up my spirituality and that sort of thing. And, and, and bringing me like out of my head and into my body, I think ultimately helped my gift. Like, I feel like people think it's out of body experience when we talk to the afterlife, mm-hmm. but for me, it's always been very in my body. Right. Um, and so that really like shifted everything for me. And after that, I was able to, was I was like teaching private yoga and <laughs> people's loved ones would start coming through and I'd be like sitting there like, I don't do this. Yeah. Like, this isn't why they hired me. <laughs> <laughs> would you open up and share during that moment or would you keep it to yourself? I started sharing simply because like people's loved what like they wouldn't like back off and I didn't know and so it felt a little invasive but then it was like the first couple times like I remember one of the first times um somebody's like ex-husband's dad was coming through or something and he was like this big energy and and I started telling I'm like this is going to sound really strange like I'm feeling this like male energy, you know, he, he's like, he, I just remember he felt like double my size. Like, <laughs> I was like, he's so big. And, and like, every time I told her, okay, I feel a male energy, I'd get like the next, you know, description about him. Mm-hmm. And so it was like this, I couldn't get the full picture until I delivered like one piece of it. Um, and then after I was like describing him and, and I was just like, does that make any sense to you? Like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't even do this. And she was like in tears. She's like, Oh my Uh, gosh. Like I've like, she had like guilt. So uh, it ended up being really healing for her to hear from him that he was like, okay with that and still checked in on her from time to time and, and still loved her. So that really, that was kind of like one of the beginning sessions it wasn't even supposed to be a session that <laughs> helped me be like, wow, like this is really fulfilling actually. Like, and it's not scary. Like I don't have to do, you know, all of you know, the murders and, and just mm-hmm. only negative things. I can do these like really positive and uplifting experiences too. So. Wow. So cool. So then from there, how did you evolve into, because you've worked with some really high profile people you you're an author how did your story continue to where you are now you know I was just super fascinated by my work to be honest (laughs) like even now I still get readings where I'm like oh my gosh like I've never died like this I've never felt because I feel how people die like in my body okay wow Um, so that's like always really interesting to me so I just 
it, it really began like not with necessarily with me even wanting high profile clients or like wanting to do anything. I was just like super like fascinated and intrigued by my work and like by what I was learning in these sessions. And I was like, I need to like post this. Like I need to share this with people because I feel like if everybody knew certain things that I get to know about the afterlife, we could all have so much more peace and feel so much lighter in life. And so I just started posting like on Facebook. I don't even think Instagram was there then. (laughs) And and that just people really liked it. And um, then it was uh, Serena Dyer. I, I connected with her right around the time when Dr. Wayne Dyer passed. And she tried out like just a small session with me, you know, first. And then she was just like, oh my gosh, like I have to get a full session with you. You know, like this is so amazing. And she ended up, she's still a regular. And I, I share that publicly just because she, she always talks about it publicly. So. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, no, like brag away. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, and her whole family, like they're just, they've been really amazing. So, and that was really, because I know people, I know Serena always talks about like everybody was like messaging her during that time, like mm-hmm. saying that they were bringing her dad through. And I remember her first session, I think like her grandmother came through first, like somebody else came through. And I, I always trust that spirit knows like what they're doing. And I feel like that helped show her this is accurate. Like you can trust this, like this isn't just because with celebrities on my end, like I want to have them send through something that's not publicly known right? for my client to be able to trust the messages. Right. There's always that moment of, is this real? Or do you know mm-hmm. what everybody else knows? Right. Oh, mm-hmm. so incredible. So I just want to pause for a second because first of all, I want to talk about myself. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got to go back to your human design. Yeah. So when um, we were setting this, this podcast up, I, my audience doesn't really know this, but I've experienced several spiritual encounters throughout my life ever since I was a young girl. And very much like you were describing at the beginning of your story of like my parents would just think that I was having night envisioning things it wasn't even nightmares like I had like physical awakenings from spirits from spirit and I'm certain it was my grandpa and then as I got older um, again very intense physical interactions like not touching me but like I'm awake right? I was awake and I was seeing, and I was like, there's somebody here, like knowing that energy is there and even just seeing the outline. Um, so I've had so many experiences and moments where I was like, when you, when you came through, I was like, I need to have this one. Liz usually does the interviews. I was like, I need to be here because this is just such a part of my evolution and my tapping into my spiritual gifts too. And allowing that to happen because it is such a process of like this, you know, you don't think that it's real because nobody else believes you, but what you feel and experience is so real and it's so big and it's so intense. So yeah, I just honor your ability to like, to trust when it was landing with you to open up and really share those experiences with your clients. 
So in your chart, as you're speaking to, I'm just like, oh, of course, of course, of course. So first of all, Sarah has a really open chart, you guys. She's only defined in her sacral, which is connected to her G center, which is so interesting. So basically sacrals are the uh-huhs, right? Like you are trusting your flow of your yeses and your nos and anything that ends up um, shutting that down. So I just find it very interesting when you also said that you turn to drugs and alcohol because you were shutting down your gifts, your abilities, right? Your yeses. And because you weren't being able or allowing yourself to act in those finding um, sacral is such a visceral body response, right? So drugs and alcohol often will take the place of somebody that is not allowing their sacral to really lead their desires because you get that big, those big feelings, right? Like the big highs and the adrenaline and the rushes and all of it. Um, so that's just, I want to for sure dive into that too. And then the rest of your chart being so open, you're, you're completely your whole head center. Um, so your, your head and your Ajna are completely open, like undefined open. You guys, I mean like no, nothing coming out of there. There's no channels, no dates, like nothing connected. So when we have someone like that, that is a complete portal that is open to be receiving messages from from outside of ourselves. So I, this is just obviously no surprise. <laughs> oh, that makes so much sense. Like, <laughs> so much sense. <laughs> I love that. So you be receiving all day wherever you are and, and really um, your undefined throat center of activating voices of others. Like that's what it is. So uh, the voice of what you hear beyond, right? In the afterlife and all of, in spirit coming through and you're speaking for them. It's not your voice, you're speaking for them, which again is just like blowing my mind. <laughs> and then your two, four profile. So um, your two line is all about like these natural innate gifts, this talent that you have that is so strong, like right from, you don't develop this talent, right? This gift, this, mm -hmm. this ability is something that you're born with. And until other people start to pull that out of you and see it, you don't trust it, which it sounds mm -hmm. like that has been a lot of your path too. And then your fourth line combined, which is all about your network, your connections, your recommendations, your people, right? And so I'm curious how your business has been able to expand through word of mouth or connections or referrals. Like, has that been a big part of your, your growth? Absolutely. I would say like probably at least 80%, if not closer to 90 is, is referrals and like testimonials. Like I have a million Yelp testimonials, which like, I don't even know a medium that gets Yelp testimonials. <laughs> My hairdresser made me go on there and it like ended up being this amazing tool. <laughs> okay. So, so yes, like that's, and, and referrals was definitely like, like my business really grew so organically, especially in the beginning that it was kind of like I worked at Starbucks and, and slowly cut down my hours there to transition into doing readings full time. And like, I mean, I was doing like, I was learning some marketing tools, obviously, you know, and, and that sort of thing, but like mostly it was organic sharing stories of clients and clients referring me out. And like, it just got to the point where I was losing money, keeping my day job because I was turning away clients that I right. had to, I had to leave and, and do it full time, but it was just, it was so, it was so organic, like, especially in that part. And I think that like, 
like when I look back, I feel like I needed it to be that way because I think if I would have tried to force it, I Mm -hmm. wouldn't have trusted it. Like to what you say about the other people kind of needing that them to pull it out of me. Like that resonates so much because I wouldn't, I feel like, especially in the beginning with it, I had a lot of those questions of like, should I be doing this? Like I had that wounded healer paradigm of like, should I be Mm. charging for this? Like, should I, like, is this safe? You know, like all those kinds of doubts and it really took seeing the value of it and like how helpful it was for people to really get me to, to really like go like all in. Yeah. So basically they'd put you on the platter, right. And be like, are you seeing this? This is amazing. And then you're just like, okay, I guess so. And people would just continue to come back for more. Yeah. Yeah. And they would just, and and people like, I'd get these messages of just like, I, I, I did, I was doing energy healing at, at a really high end retreat in, in La Jolla, San Diego. And, um, I, I was doing one for this girl and, and somebody, you know, one of her loved ones came through and it ended up being this huge opening for her. And she sent me this letter. It was like a month later that it was life-changing for her. And like, so I started to just keep like all those letters, all those emails, like just for myself of like, like, this is why I need to be so committed and show up because it's not about, it has nothing to do with me really at the end of the day (laughs) right it's yeah the impact that you're having in people's Mm -hmm. lives yeah so amazing so looking at your chart a little bit more um and just the obviously the work that you do and you you talked a little bit about the heaviness and the dark right and Mm -hmm. so you have an undefined spleen which is um basically your own ability for your intuition for yourself but you you can kind of pick up and absorb other people's of of what they're needing right and then an undefined solar plexus which is your emotion so you take in the emotions of others so how has your process been obviously these are parts of when we have anything open or undefined it's actually your gift right it's what you're taking in from other people which then you amplify and you heighten Mm -hmm. for them so how has this been obviously uh I would assume an experience and a learning process of being able to also release all of that and not continue to take it with you that's so interesting how that shows up yeah amazing (laughs) because that's been such a huge part I think of um of my journey in my personal life of figuring out that distinction of what's mine and what's other people's okay or what spirits and like not confusing that because I think like in in high school especially where like I mean I feel like we're all learning boundaries in high school but like Mm -hmm. especially having that undefined um you know sense of what's mine and what's coming in and, and feeling other people's emotions as if they were my own Right. That really, um, in high school, I think I, I started to have no identity um, for a while that was my own. I was only kind of addict, you know, or party girl. And like my friend, like I would take on a lot of their stuff. Um, and when I started working on myself, I had so much shame. Like, like it, I really went through this this process in the self-development world of like, wow, like I had such weak boundaries. Like I took on their stuff because I'm so insecure. 
And like, I really like labeled a lot of that with myself. And it wasn't until like really understanding my gifts and my abilities that I started to understand, like that wasn't it at all. I was actually like, just, I, I didn't know that I was mm-hmm. taking on all their stuff. And, and like, of course I was taking on all their stuff. I wasn't like clearing myself. I wasn't like aware, <laughs> you know? And so a lot of my work now, when I work with teenagers or, um, you know, young people, especially it, who are highly sensitive, it's teaching them, you know, how to start to discern, is this mine or is this someone else's? especially when they have those abilities of like feeling people's stuff as if they're their own, because like how my gift, when I'm bringing through loved people's loved ones, like I'll feel, I feel their death in my body from their perspective or, or anything that they're trying to get across. I'll normally feel it for most of the session, like from like me, from their perspective. Um, and so it can be rather, intense. (laughs) Yeah, that would be very intense, right? And especially not being able to establish that that's what's happening. When you're especially as a teenager, right, you probably try to rebel against it. And like, this isn't I want to fit in and do whatever you can and to make your physical body feel normal, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow, so huge. Yeah. Yeah, like I remember feeling um, somebody like one of my boyfriends was getting he it ended up, he was like getting beat up at this time in, in a fight, but I woke up in the middle of the night and like, I could barely crawl to the bathroom. And I just kept telling my parents, like, I feel like I'm being kicked in the stomach. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me. And like, I just thought I was really sick. And I found out the next day that that was what was happening to him at that same time. Like that sort of stuff would just freak me out because that I, and that I wouldn't want to say anything because I felt so weird. And so I'd just mm-hmm. be like, okay, let's just have another drink. Like let's. <laughs> right. You so know, now <laughs> how do you process, like now, obviously just being so practiced, are you like, oh, something's going on with somebody? Are you able to like feel those feelings and be like, where's this leading me to and kind of follow it to get more information? Yes. And the, like a part of that has also been asking and I think that people don't, we don't always understand this in the beginning that we can ask, you know, spirit or our guides or, you know, angels to help us with our gifts, like to help us experience them in a way that's not so draining or like not so scary or confusing. And so a lot of my work around that has just been asking them to also help me with my boundaries and help me sense. But But yes, like now, as soon as I feel something, because I'm so clear on my natural energy and now and like where I'm centered, that when I feel something that's different than that, like I immediately Mm -hmm. get this like, oh, like something's coming in. Like this is somebody, either something's wrong or it's someone else's. And so I'll, I'll do that check first. I'll be like, is this mine or is this somebody else's? And then I'll get like a clear knowing and then I just kind of let it play out until, until it's done, which I mean, usually it's just a few minutes now because it's pretty, like I can kind of get like the, as soon as I get the gist of it, then it passes. Mm -hmm. And, And that, that has definitely refined, you know, I think with, with doing this work more is like, because I'm more open, 
I'm not so afraid of it is it actually passes much quicker now. So cool. So cool. So the, um, the other thing I wanted to ask you was about your sacral and, and, you know, tapping into those desires and feeling the yeses in your body, especially well being so open. So generally a chart like yours would really resonate with a projector who needs a lot of rest, who needs a lot of downtime discharge, especially your two line also away from people like in your own little kind of world by yourself. Um, so how have you found the interaction with your sacral that is like excitement and, and desires and bigness and moving forward? forward with those yeses with taking in so much and being able to um even as that two line which is like called a hermit to be able to like have both because your work is highly interacted with people plus mm -hmm. spirit <laughs> you know afterlife plus yourself how what do you do to um honor the yeses and the excitement in that and your time and space to be by yourself yeah that's a good question that's it's always that's like always this like fine line balance. I think that I walk because I definitely, you know, especially after like a day of doing like two, three readings, mm -hmm. because I can only do for a while I was doing like five a day and I got so sick. I started to get just like, so knocked down that I couldn't, I couldn't do that anymore. So I had to cut back to like two or three a day seems to be like my magic number now. Um, but definitely like after that, I usually, if it's a particularly heavy day, I'll take a nap. Um, mm -hmm. But usually I, what's best for me is to move my body and to just move the energy like all the way through. And so I'll go on a hike, but it's usually like, it's more of like alone move my body versus like a yoga class or like, cause sometimes I feel like I'm just an exposed nerve <laughs> mm -hmm. after doing reading. So like, if I go directly into yoga, like I'll sense everybody's stuff or like in, into any kind of group environment. So I take my alone time right after. And then once I feel kind of more replenished, um, then I'll go out into the world, you know, in, in some way, shape or form. Um, but it, yeah, like I, and I always clear my energy. So I either like sage myself or I always have holy water. Like I'll just clear my energy. Like I said, get some movement and let myself rest and take a nap if I need it. Um, and then, you know, eat something. It's kind of funny. Like I found like food to be really, um, to help, help me kind of manage my energy. Like I have to eat really light before I do readings. And then I'll eat something like more, like more heavy, you know, like root vegetables or like carbs or like something a little heavier afterwards to help me like really feel Ground. more supported and grounded. <laughs> yeah. So cool. And actually exercise is the same thing for me. And yeah, people would be like, do you want to work out together? I'm like, no, no, I don't. I want to go do my own workout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny how you said that. Like, I totally get it. Um, so you're also, you were just like full of incredibleness. So you're also an, an ordained minister. Oh. So I want to talk about that and go into your, um, because I find it so interesting where a lot of people that are spiritual and connect with afterlife or 
have psychic abilities have this disconnect with God. And throughout my journey and my process, especially the last year and a half, I've really connected with God. I I've, was um, raised Catholic. However, I really connected with God in a spiritual sense now where I I'm like, God, what do you need me to hear today? Like, you know, that trust that just like there's, he's bigger than me and there's a plan and you know mm-hmm. as long as I trust that plan I follow along everything falls into place and I'm just interested to hear your experience of spirituality of psychic abilities of afterlife and God and how all of that combines together in your world yes so I relate I was raised Catholic too um and it's funny because I feel like a lot of people thought a lot of my friends who were more religious thought that yoga was so like anti-religion for some reason. (laughs) It always puzzled me. Because it's like spirituality versus religious feels like they think they're, it's very two different things, but like Mm -hmm. it's really just. I'm like, it's really like all the same. (laughs) Like, and, and when I was going through yoga teacher training, one of my best friends was going through um, training to be a priest in the Catholic church. And so it was such an incredible experience for me to get to, because we'd like talk like every night, like, what did you learn today? What did you learn today? And we'd, we saw so many similarities Mm -hmm. in, in the teachings and in the core of it, that it was really, it almost made me appreciate my Catholic upbringing more. Um, And you know, now, like, I will call God, God. And, and I have, I try to, like, in my book, it's a bunch of prayers and, and mantras. And I tried to break it down where there's, like, God, you know, angels, universe, mm-hmm. so that everybody can find something. Because that's right. to me, all the same, though. To me, like, God is present, like, he, you know, an energy um, source, the universe, you know, like, it just, like, it's all one in the same yeah, I'm totally the same yeah, that's like, exactly how I resonate yeah. <laughs> and and they how spirit always shows me in readings is like all religions you know at the core come from God mm-hmm. and but that they were kind of sent through for different cultures you know at the times that they were created right and so there's not like any like I've brought through people, you know, who are from every sexual orientation or, you know, um, gender identity, you know, that you can imagine, like any yeah. um, people that are indigenous, Christian, Jewish, you know, Muslim, like every religions I had, hadn't even heard of that were like so interesting to learn about, like in sessions. And like we all, everybody comes through from the same place yeah. so it's not like these different heavens like there's no barrier <laughs> you know, like there's no division. yeah so for me that's really like brought it all together of like no like this is really like religion started out like it was a really good um like teaching all religions to kind of keep people connected with their divinity but mm-hmm. then I think like in there humans got involved Mm-hmm. with their own opinions right and we created um these rules and more structure and, and logic <laughs> yep <laughs> we, we put logic all of our logic in there 
you know, and so then like spirituality, I think like comes back to bringing it all together and that it's all one. And, you know, I just like when I, um, for me, it's like, I kind of look at it as like, God allows me to do, like he like gave me this gift that allows me to help people in such a unique way. And like, that's built my faith probably mm-hmm. like 20 times what it was before, you know, seeing people when we cross over just the unconditional love that's in the afterlife and like that all religions kind of talk about, but I feel like it's so hard to comprehend in like our human mind um, of just like how pure it is and how loving and that God's not like some man at a gate, you know, judging (laughs) everyone, but that it's just, it's like, it it truly is like coming home. Mm -hmm. And um, that's really, I feel like brought me closer to God and, you know, and then on the, on another whole layer of that is all of us who are sensitive to spirit, right? Like there's definitely bad spirits too. And, and low level, you know, whether you want to call them like low level or demonic or Mm -hmm. entities or whatever word. Um, But there's definitely like heavy, you know, negative energies who seek to cause harm. And Mm -hmm. And so relying on God to like really protect me and like really having this um, conversation with God of like, okay, I'm going to do this work, help me do it in a really aligned way that that's safe for me. And really like in align with what, what, why you gave me this. Um, And so that really has, has strengthened my faith in this whole other way of how protected I am, even when I do have experiences where like in house clearings or, you know, with certain clients, if I do come up kind of against like a negative energy or entity, like to, to see how safe I really am has just made me, I'm like, Oh, I'm like, everybody needs like, (laughs) Yeah, that feels so good. That feels so good. Just saying that, like, yes. So that's how I really resonate, like, human design too. Like, there are people are like, well, does this go against, like, like if they're very religious? I'm like, no. Like, this is like God's like instructions for you. Like, if you just follow it, like, you're gonna, you're going to be blissed out. You're gonna be abundant. You're gonna be happy. You're gonna be safe. You're gonna be, you know, all of the things that we're born here to be. You're gonna be light, like all of it, right? So. I, yeah, I definitely relate so deeply with that of just that deeper understanding of spirituality and and the gifts and the faith and the trust and how being here to provide that for people to be like, here, you know, a message, here's your opportunity to, to deepen your trust and your faith and your guidance. And yeah, so powerful. Um, Okay. So, I mean, I have to ask, is there anything that's coming through? (laughs) You get this all the time. <laughs> anything that comes through, anything that I should know or be aware of, or anything. Um, so funny. You have um, quite the team. Um, so it's really interesting. There's well, there's a male energy around you, but there there's actually like a um, a woman energy who feels very like. I'd say grandmother or great grandmother. Like she feels, cause she feels from those 
older generations just okay. how she like stepped in and um and she feels very <laughs> like she corrected my posture like she's like I don't really want to say uptight but but kind of uh, <laughs> you know and, and she's very like she just show, she's like very strict and very like do what you're supposed to do like good girls and it's interesting how she's wording this she's like good girls are seen not heard mm-hmm. and okay. and she's like very um precise with her languaging like I don't feel like she was necessarily the most talkative person in the world but it's like but when she did speak like she was very direct and and to the point and it's like people listened like I feel like she was like that grandparent that could get everybody in line and um and she feels rather religious like I feel pretty there's almost like a fear there of of everything that we've been talking about okay (laughs) um because she's she's saying that you really you embracing this part of yourself in the work that you're doing is helping her undo her shame around gifts that she had that she really thought were from the devil like she's like it sounds so extreme but that's like what she was taught of like any sensitivities like that is like the devil trying to come in right and and so to not let it in and um kind wow. of create like a tunnel vision of like rules to follow is how um and so she's saying for her like she feels like like you're really kind of un unbinding a lot of the women of previous generations of your family by embracing your gifts and um there's also like this piece around your business of like really like establishing your independence and wealth and like stepping into that power mm-hmm. that's also freeing the women of like wow like like you're just like coming it's like your whole mission was like to come to earth and be like okay you all got stuck let me like come <laughs> in and like undo all this and like create a new kind of normal for for our family line um you're like 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 what the work that you're doing means so much more to her than like you might think like off the top of your head and then there's a really protective male on the side of you like he almost feels fatherly um like and Cause he's just like, so, and it's, he's like, he almost, he feels like a big guy. Like, I feel like he's like a bodyguard. <laughs> okay. okay. My grandpa, um, okay. my grandpas have passed, but my, my one that passed recently is he was bigger. Okay. Yeah. Cause he just made me feel like, like you have to tell her, like, I'm like bit like, like broad <laughs> shoulders, you know, it's like, <laughs> like, yeah. and I feel like he's like the nicest guy in the world, but like, but he could look intimidating, like if he had to, but like his energy, I'm like, I don't know that you're that scary. <laughs> Cause he feels like really like funny and, and like a jokester, um, like telling funny stories about his childhood. Like he's just, um, and, and he's so like, 
because like I almost feel like he tries to like look all bodyguardish and then he just starts laughing at himself like, <laughs> you know but he's like but I'll kick somebody's ass if I have to <laughs> He's, he's like yeah he's like you have to tell her like I just like he like walks next to you and he's like you're like like your bodyguard um and he's just like I don't know if he had he made my throat feel like really um almost like there's like a tube going down it or like so I don't know if he had tubes in his throat before he passed or like because it just feels like scratchy or like there's something like in my throat um and he's and then there's like this feeling of being on like medication or like really out of it because it's like I can I can hear people it, it's like I have I can connect the dots within myself that people are around but I can't respond like I can't mm-hmm. fully put together sentences to talk or or communicate back but there's like this deep comfort of like okay but I can hear them oh wow like I know that they're there and yeah uh, yeah so I don't know if that yeah he was um it's so funny because I feel like you're combining both of my grandma grandpas does that happen (laughs) where it's like they're both because the funny one the one that has been like my protector I feel like that's who I would connect with um throughout my life and he actually passed before I was born and then that aspect of my grandpa that has recently passed he was he had Alzheimer's and he was essentially bedridden at the end and completely um out of it and I went and saw him for a few minutes but it was yeah people would just be there and you know he was just there oh wow Yeah. yeah Well, I feel like there, like there's this really strong of like you gave him like hearing, like knowing that people were there brought him so much peace. Wow. Like it just feels like so comforting. Kind of like if you're like really tired and you like kind of hear your family in the other room. Right. And it's just nice to know that they're there. Like it's like that mm-hmm. kind of a feeling, like just like so peaceful and and um and comforting. And it's like he didn't even need to like put it together like have a conversation to feel close you know or or to feel that love oh my family will feel so good (laughs) 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 oh yeah yeah wow yeah and yeah it's just so just so crazy that like those gifts so like when when you experience that what are you like are you hearing things? Are you seeing things like even just like with your completely open head? Like, I'm just curious of where that's coming through for you. If it's more auditory, if you're seeing it, like what, what are you feeling? It's kind of all of the above. So like that Mm -hmm. grandmother figure, the woman figure, like she, like, it feels like they step into my field. Okay. First, it's like the first step. And then, and then it's like, I see so she just showed me like, like, um, seeing like my hand go like that. And then I feel like in my body, like I want to like put my hand like that or like, you know, and then, and then she like made my spine go, you know, like more correct. So it's almost like she comes into my field or like they come into my field and get me kind of in whatever position or however they want me to be. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) and then it's, it's, um, I don't really hear them like, like I hear you, I hear it 
hear more like an inner ear of like like a telepathic almost like like mm-hmm. someone's put things they'll just put things in my head or like and then um and then there's that feeling too of like with the grandfather like feeling really funny or like feeling like like he just made me feel like I want to start laughing um you know or like or like going like the and then like laughing about it like <laughs> right um That's so cool you know so it's kind of like a mix of like all so it's a lot going on <laughs> like even in that like two minutes of just a little like method it's like a lot going on in my in my yeah, system to process. <laughs> yeah. and actually with the uh grandma thing it's so interesting because literally three weeks ago I actually had this discussion with my mentor and I haven't really talked about uh you know lineage but I, I really got to the point where I was like I am exactly what you said I'm here to do things differently and to show the next generation that we get to live in an entirely different way and it's been actually very difficult for me to, I've held a lot back from talking about wealth and money and stepping into that power because of the fear that I'm the one doing it, right? And it feels like a lot to carry or judgment or am I still going to be loved because I'm doing things differently, right? It's it's mm-hmm. so wild that you, like, we, I literally discussed this exact thing. Wow. So, so incredible. I have goosebumps. That's... <laughs> I feel like when they bring things up too, like I always tell my clients, like, especially that when it's like, you were just talking about that. Like, I feel like it's that double confirmation of like, Hey, like this is (laughs) like, yes, you're feeling into it. And that's correct. Like, do you know, like this is important. Oh my God, I'm gonna cry. So your incarnation (laughs) cross, which is essentially our soul's destiny. So are we have these four gates um, of energy in our charts and they make up our incarnation cross, which is essentially why our soul was planted in our physical bodies and what we're meant to do in this lifetime. So there's no like specific, like, you know, you're meant to be an educator or you're meant to work at the bank or anything like that. It's more of just like this openness of, of understanding and energy. And as you live in alignment, your soul eventually creates these things and it could look different for you versus somebody else but essentially you are the right angled cross of love so in your g center which is our direction and our our love for ourselves, you're very active so you have a lot of energy going on there and this a lot of um, your gates are coming coming through here so it's basically you are your personal destiny is to care for humanity and to look at the future (laughs) (laughs) and figure out how to like reorganize things and do things and see things differently um, to improve people's lives people's experiences flow and uh, basically like the rhythm. So you, you have your own rhythm and natural understanding, <laughs> literally, um, of, of the universe, of the larger understanding of life, essentially. And your love for, your, for yourself and for humanity and for you know everyone else essentially brings your desire to create this really healthy flow and understanding for other people to grasp. Um, so when we look at what you're doing, that's so on par with this understanding, right? Of what your soul is here to do. How do you feel about that? I love that. <laughs> I've never heard that before too. Um, and I had one, I didn't have a full human design session ever, you know, but, but in my business mastermind that I was in yeah. a couple of years ago, we had somebody come in and, and speak about it, but okay, yeah, we didn't get that in depth. So that's really 
because it didn't really resonate with me that much except other than the generator I did resonate with that part but nothing else so that's really um yeah the way that you describe that is is really powerful and um yeah like because I feel like that is because so much of what I do is about that love it's funny that you said that because like I would never even put that into words because it's like but it's really true of like it's helping people to love themselves not just as people but like like the soul like what they're here to do like their soul expression of whatever that looks like you know and um helping people to feel like or to experience like how spirit experiences them because it's Mm -hmm. that's like such it's the most powerful love kind of like we're talking about god you know it's it's like the way that our loved ones watch us you know from their perspective knowing you know kind of the full scope of why we're here like what obstacles we're facing you know and and really like they're able to feel you know all the time like any pain that we're in all of the good you know the celebrations and pleasure and all that and like they have so much love for all of us and so I feel like that is probably one of the biggest like core aspects of my work is helping people to experience like even just a little bit of of feeling that level of love that's around them all the time and you know running through them all the time that is that's amazing (laughs) so amazing (laughs) and I'm sure that gives you like a different perspective of your power too of what you're bringing to the table and Mm -hmm. and like just being on point with that and being able to I don't know express that in a different definition yeah, that's really powerful. Cause I wouldn't have, cause like I love self-love. Like I definitely talk about that, but I, I feel like it just doesn't always touch on, like, I feel like the way that we all kind of experience self-love is a little, not that it doesn't have depth to it, but it's a little more surface than like mm-hmm. divine love. So it's, mm-hmm. it is, And even what you talked about in the afterlife of like what that love feels like in the afterlife, Mm -hmm. like to be able to experience that and be like, oh, Mm -hmm. you guys don't even know. Like, let's, let's give you a piece of this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're so, I mean, obviously we're also tough on ourselves and then you look at the world like right now and everybody's really tough on each other. (laughs) And that's always kind of in there too. I'm like, if we all just like like could touch that love in one another and evoke that more that's probably mm-hmm. my generator talking too like <laughs> <laughs> like I just feel like we could all pull out so much goodness out of each other instead of just the triggers and <laughs> oh, that's so beautiful I love that I feel like we should we should end on that note because that was perfection and just we all need that reminder Mm -hmm. so Sarah how can people like what would if somebody in the audience was listening and they want to come check you out where would they check you out and what offers do you have available for them to be tapping into yes so uh, my website is sarahreneeinc.com and we'll put it all in the show notes too (laughs) oh perfect (laughs) and that has um has a contact page where you can you know, email me directly to inquire about readings. Um, I do, you know, I'm still booking one-on-one 
sessions with people over the phone or over Zoom. So that's available. I do group readings over Zoom now as well. Um, so they can inquire about that. I also have on there just a free opt-in where every Monday I send out a weekly energy update. That's just like what I'm feeling in the collective for that week um, with a channeled mantra, you know, to help you kind of tap into that in a beneficial way. Um, and, and then on my Instagram, which is Sarah Sunshine 444, I gotta have my angel numbers. Yes. <laughs> um, that I do a lot of like little tips, you know, on, on just grounding or, you know, intuition and, and things like that. And I have uh, meditations on my IGTV, you know, that are free and available. So, so that's Amazing. a nice place to connect to. Amazing. Amazing. So good. And actually, I just had a question too, of when you said, you know, doing things online. So have you noticed a difference in your energy of absorbing less? Or do you find it more beneficial to be in person with people? Like, I, I know, obviously, you can still do it. But which do you prefer? You know, what? I actually have um, decided not to go back to in person. <laughs> because it is much easier online and over yeah. the phone and even like I would say slightly potentially more accurate because it's easier right not necessarily but like I don't have you know that um it, it's like I feel like the energy is just more open mm -hmm. less to filter through because you're mm -hmm. just cleaner vessel Yep. <laughs> yeah. And then too, like I was having people at my home before and, okay. um, and, and it felt very, I didn't really notice this at the time, but like going to, you know, through the pandemic and not being able to do that anymore has really shown me like how much I need my space to be like, mm -hmm. not, not for, for work in the, <laughs> like totally. in person in my living room because it, it yeah. definitely overlaps like energetically if some people have been crying on my couch all day and then I'm like <laughs> trying to relax on my couch at night <laughs> you know even yeah. saving it definitely you know is a lot so um yeah I, I love keeping being, your own space uh, online <laughs> Amazing. Well, I want to thank you so much for being here, for connecting, for sharing about your journey, your life, your gifts, for what you provided me and our audience. And I'm sure everybody is going to love it and be checking you out. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It was so amazing. So good. Thank you. Align by design.